Thank you for choosing to listen to our sermon podcast. My name is Chris Mitchell. I'm one of the pastors here at First Covenant Church of Anchorage. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to stop by or send an email to office at anchoragefirstcovenant.com. God bless. So we've been going through the book of Exodus, and uh, it's a it's a good book. The book of Exodus, it's a good book. And the story in Exodus, it's like the heart of the people of Israel, right? Everything references back to it. All throughout Scripture as you're reading it, they're always referencing back to the Exodus story. How God saved them from bondage and slavery and instructions on how they're to live as God's chosen people. And I think that's something that's for us too, because we're all learning this too. Jesus offers salvation, freedom from bondage and slavery of sin. But then what? Right? How are we supposed to live um, in this life, on the road to eternity? What does it mean to follow Jesus in this life? And that's what we're looking at as we go through Exodus. And we're still in the beginning of the story. And today we're going to look at chapter 3, um, the calling of Moses. Now I'm not going to go over the whole chapter, um, as I've been saying uh, so there's so much we could really dive deep and spend a couple years in this book. But, um, but we're just going to be to briefly give an overview. But I really like this chapter because it's where God makes a personal appearance. Um, so in the first couple of chapters, God's behind the scenes, right? Listening, remembering, seeing, caring for his people. But until now, it was always behind the scenes. And, and Moses and the Israelites, they might not even have known that God was there. But chapter 3 starts with Moses and Midian. Okay, he'd fled from Egypt. He's built a life in Midian. He's become a shepherd. And uh, we find out uh, later, uh, I think through the book of Hebrews, that uh, he'd been in Midian for 40 years at this point. Okay, so he's an older man. And He's been away from his people, both his Egyptian people, the, the family he was adopted into, and his Israelite people, uh, the family he came from. And he settled into life. He settled into his life. He married, he had kids, he worked at his job. But then God moved from something that was just kind of in the background into the foreground. So Moses sees out with the sheep. And he saw a bush that was surrounded by flames. But it doesn't appear to be burning. And from that bush, Moses hears the voice of God. This is uh, chapter 3, starting at verse 5. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals. For the the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Moses was told to take off his shoes because the ground was holy. It was special. But it's not because the dirt is special. It's not because the location where he's at was a special place. There's nothing unique about the ground around the burning bush except for the presence of God. Dirt's not holy. Ground is not holy in and of itself. But the presence of God is what gives things special meaning and purpose. God's presence makes things holy, makes things set apart from the ordinary. 
and God had been present in the life of Moses' people. When God told Moses that he was the God of Moses' forefathers, God let Moses know that he has been with Moses and his people from the beginning, that they've had a purpose. God had given them a holy purpose, and Moses is a part of that. He's joining in that. And that's something I want us to know, especially uh, the kids, Psalm, Bjorn. Where is Bjorn? There you are. Um, so when we're baptized, we get to join in with that. We, we get to be part of that lineage, right? Those who love the Lord are holy. Those who love Jesus, who confess their sin, their inadequacy, and are willing to repent and follow Jesus, they become part of that holy lineage. The Holy Spirit lives inside of all who confess Jesus as Lord. Um, continuing on with this chapter. God tells Moses what his purpose is. So this is verse 10. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Now Mo- Moses uh, said something that's understandable, but shows that he kind of missed the point. This is verse 11. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Moses was worried about the wrong thing at that point. He was worried about who he was and how he would save the people. Well, a little windy. Um, And that's understandable. But he didn't understand it was God that was calling him to that holy purpose. And since God was calling him, God was the one that was going to do the work. And too often we miss that point. Whenever we hear that God's calling us to his goodness and his grace and he's inviting us to move more deeply into his kingdom, sometimes we think, well, who am I? Like, what can I do? But it's not because of who we are. It's because of who he is that we're invited. It's because of who God is, who Jesus is. And it's because of who he is that we are equipped to love, serve, baptize, disciple, and guide folks into the kingdom. But not because of who we are. It's about who he is. That's what God tells Moses. He reminds Moses that it's not about him. It's not about him. Sure, God's using him, but it's not about him. Moses is not going to free the Israelites from their slavery and bondage in Egypt. Right? That's not Moses' job. He can't do it. Just like you are not going to save and free your friends and family and neighbors from their slavery and bondage to the kingdoms of this world. That's not your job. It's not your job to save your friends. God freed the Israelites. God saved the Israelites. And God is the one that saves our loved ones, our friends, our neighbors. When Moses asks in verse 11, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God's answer in verse 12 is, I will be with you. Right? Who am I? God, God doesn't answer that. He said, no, I'll be with you. God will be with you. God will save. And that's what Moses needs to remember. Not what he can do, but what God can do. And that's what we all need to remember, right? Because there's going to be lots of things that come up in our lives that we're not going to be able to control, that we're not going to be able to understand. All right? There's lots of things that come up. 
But God will be with us. Saving is God's job. Redemption is God's job. Healing is God's job. Salvation is God's job. It's not ours. Our job is simply to go where he sends us, to do the work he's called us to, and to love as he's called us to. And with that, that's why we're here for a special holy reason. Um, so we have Church in the Park. This is our third year we've done this. And we have a different kind of worship service. Um, we're out in the public. We're outside in God's nature. But we come to celebrate. Um, so it started a couple years ago uh, because there was somebody that wanted to get baptized. We were like, hey, let's just do it outside in the summertime. It's summer in Alaska, right? What can be better? And, uh, and so we did it again last year, even though I don't think there was a baptism last year. Um, I got COVID like right before, so I missed it. Um, but, uh, luckily, uh, Curtis and Christy stepped up and, and filled in. But today we celebrate because there's two young men that desire to confess Jesus as their Lord through the sacrament of baptism. Moses asked two questions. Who am I and what can I do? And God's answer is, you're part of my holy plan. And it's not what you can do. It's what I'm doing. It's what I can do. Believer's baptism marks a change in a person's life. But it's not magic. Baptism's not magic. The water, it's not magic. Okay? And just like the ground that Moses stood on wasn't magic. And the mission that God sends Moses to, that's not some magic adventure that he's called to. But it is a holy adventure. It's a holy life that Moses was called to. And these young folks that are going to get baptized today, um, we're going to let them know that they're walking into a holy adventure, a holy life. They're joining on a holy pilgrimage to eternity. And so like God told Moses when Moses asked, who am I that you called me? We remind them, it's not just who you are, it's who God is and how he loves you. It's what God wants to do in your life. Christ gives new life. And being baptized, that's part of the process of walking into that new and holy life. It's what God can do. God wants us to walk in relationship with him. And baptism is a confession of faith in the saving grace of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from every sin, from every inadequacy, and all the sin, every sin, like sins that we do, and sins that have been done to us. So we can walk with the Lord. And I love that it's called a confession, a confession of faith. Because a confession is something we admit. Uh, when we're baptized, we admit a lot of things. We admit that we're lost. We admit that we cannot find life in the things of this world. We admit that without, without the Lord, without his mercy, without his grace, without him, there's no healing and resurrection. And so we go into the water in our baptisms, remembering that once we were lost. We were lost in the chaos of this world. We were lost in death. And we come out of the watery grave remembering and knowing that we get to join a new life. And baptism, it's a community event. It's not a private ritual. Um, it's a public proclamation in the community of faith for the community of faith. 
Okay. The community of faith. That's you guys. You get to bear witness uh, to the baptisms. And as you bear witness, hopefully you get to relive your own. Sure, there are going to be a couple of people, a couple of specific kids that are going to be going into the water. But when we get baptized, when we, they are baptized, it's like we all get to participate in that baptism. Okay? We all get to remember that once we were lost. And we didn't know which way to go. But God was with us when we were lost. And he was at work redeeming us, bringing us into his kingdom. That before we knew God, God knew us. And when we were lost in sin and death, God was calling us to life. He's always heard you. He has always remembered you. He has always seen you. He has always cared for you. And there are going to be moments in our lives when we see burning bushes, right? Um, probably figuratively, but you never know, right? Sometime when you're just going to see something, you're like, wow, look at that. That's God. But you're also going to have to hold on to moments. You're also have where you can remember when there was a burning bush. And I pray that this is going to be a burning bush moment. And whenever you see those moments, you remember those moments. I pray that you take off your shoes, as Moses was called to take off his shoes. Right? Remove anything that gets in the way, that hinders you, that keeps you from the holy purpose that God's called you to, from the holiness of God. Get as close as possible. Take off your shoes. Get in there. Repent, love, and serve God. All right, let's pray. Holy Father, you are good. Lord, and we trust you. We remember you. We remember you um, even in the wind and in the rain. God, um, we remember you. Lord, when there are things too heavy for us to bear, that you're with us, Lord. We remember you whenever, like, we don't know what we should do. We remember you because you've always remembered us. You have never forgotten us. You've always heard us. You've always seen us. You've always cared for us. And you've always been at work bringing us to you, bringing us into your kingdom, into your life. Bringing us into love. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.